0: This morning at TPOS, Pastor Sadler talks about how God wants your joy to be full. That if even when you're in a season that you feel no joy, only God can make your joy full. John 15, we look at verse 11, and we're going to pray. The Bible says, These things have I spoken unto. This ain't for your neighbor. This is for you today. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you. And that your joy might be full. Last week we started a series, the things that God wants his people to know. Last week he wanted you to know he knows your name. The Lord has already spoken to me for next week. I know where we're going next week, but today for just a moment of time, I want to preach about that God wants your joy to be full. Jesus and on our ears to hear. Stir up the gift of the Holy Ghost in this place. God's son's wonders and demonstration. God, that the believer and the unbeliever could be touched today. Meet our needs and let us know that your joy remaineth and our joy can be made full today in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Give God a hand clap of praise today. I was considering in a very elementary fashion this morning The first time I remember the word joy. Seems like the smaller the word, the more difficult it is to wrap our mind around its meaning. Joy seems very obvious, but it's elusive for too many people. I will tell you, I did not learn an understanding of the word joy on the ball field or in the classroom, it was in Children's Church, Brother Alford, that I remember our Children's Church workers singing, and I've got the joy, 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 down in my... Where? Down in my... Where? Down in my... I got the joy, 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 down in my... Where? Down in my heart to... And it was at a very young age, Sister Bear, that I made a connection that joy is in our heart. I'm not talking about our blood pumping muscle, but I'm talking about that part of us where our emotions come from. That joy, by Merriam-Webster's dictionary, implies a being pleased with your emotions. It does not say being pleased with your circumstance. Because there's a whole lot of circumstances I'm not at joy with. But I, but I want to preach a very simple thought today that joy is what will sustain us. If you allow circumstances or raw carnal emotions to govern your decisions, you'll be of all man most miserable. You will give up before you barely get started. But when you tap into the joy that I'm talking about, no matter what you're going through, I know this because the prophet Nehemiah reestablished the house of the Lord and he got the priest Ezra to come alongside him and the Bible says that he built a pulpit just for the word of God and they unrolled the scrolls of the holy scriptures that they had, the law of Moses and the people had not heard the word in generations. Kind of like today. They didn't know the things of do's and don'ts. And as Ezra began to read the law of the Word of God and what they should and should not do, the Bible says the people began to weep. I didn't do that right and I failed there and I came up short and, and the emotion of despair began to sweep over them like who can be saved. I'm so glad that Ezra paused from reading the law and he began to speak a word of truth. He says, I know all of what the word says in Nehemiah 8 and 10. He said, but you need to remember that the joy of the Lord is your strength What does that mean? I'm going to preach quick today. Hebrews 12 tells us that our Messiah, Jesus, for the joy that was before Him, despising the shame of the cross, laid naked before humanity and gave Himself ransom for you and you and you. He didn't like what He was going through, but what brought Him joy was knowing that you and me who were bound to a devil's hell, who were perpetual sinners, that by that work on the... It brought him joy to know that what he was going through brought salvation to the world. This is my friend Kathy. Wave, Kathy. For years she's been working with no cartilage in at least one of her knees. Sister Caban and I didn't hear her come in the building, but we could hear her coming. Because it was bone upon bone. I'm telling the truth. And she would have to get a chair. She couldn't even bend that leg, and it'd be out straight. And for years, I heard about knee replacement, knee replacement, knee replacement. Well, maybe I can get a shot. Maybe I can take a pill. Maybe I can do some therapy. And finally, there was no more options. And they scheduled for surgery. But Sister Kathy uh, has to take some blood thinners for another condition. And so the, the surgeon was giving her a disclaimer that that can create complications. And I'm out in the waiting room. And the surgeon comes out, and he says, are you Kathy Gilmore's pastor? And I said, yeah. Could you come pray for her? I've never had a doctor come get me. To, you know, because I'm Dr. God. I know what I'm doing. He said, she needs you to come pray for her. Well, take me to her. Put a mask on me. I go back there. He says, she's concerned about the blood thinning. She's concerned about the surgery. You know, where they they open your leg and fold it backwards and saw both ends of the bone and put these synthetic things in there and they put a little hinge pin in there and they tie everything back together and send you home that afternoon. Try to, you'll do fine at home. And I'm back there and, and I, she's weighing out her options and decisions and she says, says, I'm so sorry you're having to go. She said, Pastor, I've been marking the days. I can't wait for this surgery. I said, Kathy, I wanna say, do what? And then she explained. She said, I've had more bad days than good days, and I've been in constant pain, and I'm not getting better without it, and I don't like any complications, right? I don't want any complications. But she says, I just need to bite down and go through this because I know on the other side I'm going to have mobility and less pain and more advantage. What, what am I preaching? Do you think she was excited about the surgery or the results that came from the surgery? Can I tell you think Jesus loved the cross but he loved the results of the cross you may not like what you're going through but what'll get you through hard times, uh, when people fail you, uh, when family neglects you, when your finances collapse, uh, when your physical body can't go another, I'm telling you, it's the joy of the Lord that will carry you, it is your strength, uh, when you realize that no weapon formed against me it may hurt me, but I can't be destroyed, cause God's got his hand on me the joy of the Lord is my strength I love Philippians. That's a great book. Philippians 4 and 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, excuse me, in case you missed it, in case you're from Alabama like pastor, I'm going to tell you twice. Rejoice in the Lord. It loses something. The word joy found in John is from the same root word from the Latin where we get euphoria or euphoria. Euphoria is a clouding, a clouding of what is real. In other words, men, if you are married, you better get on your knees tonight and thank the Lord that God caused your wife to develop a bad case of euphoria. God caused a woman that knew better. To see what was ordinary and say, ooh, that's extraordinary. Euphoria affects your judgment. It makes things appear better than they really are. Y'all getting this, ladies? You writing this down? I I want you to get that. I get up early on Sunday morning to get my mind and heart right with God before coming to the sacred desk and around 5 o'clock I get up and I spend an hour or two in the living room in the in the uh, big leather couch with my foot up on the stool. And sometimes my mind wanders. Julie's family had a, a friend. Uh, he was a photographer. He stayed booked up not just weeks, not just months, but years in advance. People consulted him and they made their wedding arrangements around his availability. That's how popular, how valuable he was perceived to be. And he was Julie's parents' dear family friend. He and his wife and Julie's parents vacation together, raised kids near each other, did a lot of things together. And so we got married, and he was already booked, or he had things to do, but he canceled his plans, and he showed up at our wedding, and he took picture after picture. I've never been photographed so many times in my life. Jimmy, I thought he was going to follow me in the bathroom once or twice. <laughs> and as a gift to us for our wedding. He purchased one of those leather coffee table photo albums. Do you know how if you get Ola Mills pictures, maybe they put proof, 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 proof. That way you couldn't go and copy it. You'd have to pay for it. He made all those pictures and without being proofs and put them in this beautiful leather bound coffee table book. It's all the pictures. He did. I wouldn't take a million dollars for it. I keep looking. Who is that good looking young man? And where did he go? Come on, somebody. Julie's parents knew we didn't have any money, and so they took one picture of their daughter, beautiful Julie, and had a beautiful large uh, print of her produced and put it in an oval-looking frame. And when Julie's dad passed away, her mother downsized, didn't have room for all these pictures. She gave that to us, and it's in our living room. And when I get up on those dark, cold, dreary, wished I was still in bed mornings, and I'm in there trying to get my heart and mind right to come to the sacred desk, I can look up, Danny, and I can see my bride. And I say, man, she looks as good, maybe better than she did the day I married her. And then my mind, my 55-year-old brain goes back to my 20-year-old self. And I'm there again on that day when God calls the spirit of euphoria to flood her mind to allow her to say yes, yes. I don't think you're getting it. Can I just say I'm so glad that God calls the joy of a woman to have euphoria to say yes to me. And that I look at that picture, it's a reminder that she is still in a euphoric state. How do I know? Because she continues to stay with me. When Philippians says, rejoice. It's going back in your mind to the night when you finally submitted yourself to God. The preacher was preaching to a room full of people, but you knew he was talking straight to you. And the preacher's trying to get people in a position to come to the altar and you were thinking, if he'll just shut up, I'll come to the altar because the weight of the world is on me. And you came to the altar and the Lord met you there and he took that weight off your shoulders. He washed your eyes. He cleansed your heart he put in you the joy if you've received the Holy Ghost when you get home you look up Acts chapter 13 verse 52 and they received joy comma and the Holy Ghost if you don't have the joy which is the fruit of the spirit if you're not as happy today as you were that night you need to rejoice you need to get back in the mindset I know who I was and where I was at but God extended mercy to me and re- I got the joy 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 joy. I'm not coming to church acting like I've been sucking on an onion. I'm glad I don't have to come to church. I get to come to church. Now, anybody here old enough to remember getting orange juice out of the frozen foods department and it was a tube of paste and you squeezed it into a pitcher. Anybody remember, anybody remember that? You may not know that Minute Maid, the orange juice company who originated that, was owned by a crooner named Bing Crosby who sang White Christmas. Bing Crosby hated paying federal income taxes and he found a loophole in the federal tax code where they were incentivizing orange growers to produce more orange juice. Now we have so many oranges grown, they throw them away in pastures that they just can't can't use them all. At the time period, they were incentivizing more growth. And so Bing said, hey, we gotta figure a way because we're not getting orange juice to market and there's not enough shelf life, it's going bad on the shelves. How can we produce it in a way that gets to the consumer that it's still good, and we maximize profits? Because the same guy that hated paying taxes also liked to make profit. And he turned loose some scientists, some chemists, that came up with a, who's ever had beef jerky dehydrogenated, would take the moisture out of the meat and it, it it doesn't spoil that absence of that water basically <clears throat> makes it where it preserves a long time well they did almost the same thing they took the water out of the orange juice and so what you were getting was the solids I used to say the guts my mother said don't say that son don't say guts has anybody here tasted Minute Made in one of those it is bitter the textures nasty it takes the water. Do you know what the label calls it when you put the water? It don't say, put water back in your, your minute, minute. It says, reconstitute your orange juice. Another word for that, the word reconstitute, literally means the same thing as rejoice. Can I say, if serving the Lord is painful for you, you've tasted and it don't seem good, It's bitter that you're having to serve God and having to come to church and having to dress modestly and having to give tithes and offerings. Could be you need to rejoice. You need to get some living water Back in the system and learn how to read You need to remember God is merciful. God has brought me a long way. I don't care what I'm going through. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what everybody else is doing and not doing. I've made up my mind. I got the joy of the Lord. And it is my strength that keeps me going when I don't feel like going. Have I got a few minutes left? pray saints I'm just going to say it I don't get my news from CNN for the same reason I don't drink water out of the toilet origin matters could it be that we don't have the joy full in our lives because we've been drinking from the wrong well The well of hell, pornography and perversion, carnal worldly entertainment, thinking like the world, acting like... You can't pump your mind, your heart, and you can't develop the attitudes of the world and expect to have the living water ruling and reigning in your life. You want to have the joy that comes from above. You need to have His joy make your joy full. There is no substitute, no career, no girlfriend, no money in your checking account, no game or gadget that'll equal the joy that comes from a right relationship with God. I'll just say it. Nothing will satisfy. If you want to be happy for five minutes, eat an ice cream cone. You want to be happy for an hour, eat a steak. You want to be happy for a week, take a vacation, but if you want to have joy unspeakable and full of glory, it is when you allow the King of kings and Lord of lords to have the throne of your heart, and you're walking in His joy, and He'll make your joy full. There's a reason Jesus didn't refer to Himself as a president. We may never win another conservative election. But it don't matter. For our God is not a president that is elected. The Bible says he is a king. See, presidents are presidents because of the will of the people and being elected. But a king is a king because of royal blood flowing through his veins. Can I stop and tell you? He's king of kings and lord of lords. No matter if you like it or not. No matter if you vote for him or not. No matter if you agree with him or not. He's God. I I see presidents bring motorcades with all kinds of people and resources and bulletproof glass and platforms and all kinds of stuff. But did you know that a king doesn't need to bring those things? Did you know that a king, wherever he sits, is a throne? He don't have to bring a throne. Can I say this today? And God desires to sit on the throne of your heart. And when you allow the king of glory to come in, I'm telling you, the prophet said, I ain't going to speak no more in your name. I'm not going to prophesy. But he said, it was like fire. Shut up in my bones. Can I tell you, that's why the New Testament talks about, it is joy, unspeakable. I can't put it into words. I got a feeling if you ask Julie right now what she was thinking when she married me, she couldn't put it into words. Because it didn't make sense on paper. But I'm telling you what, when euphoria creeps in, it'll make you do things you don't know. I don't know. But you know what? When I got the joy of the Lord, it made the birds sing better. It made people friendlier. It made the environment better. It made my family seem nicer. They didn't change. It was me that changed. It's the joy of the Lord. It'll affect how you... Anybody here strong enough to admit that you've gone through seasons where you've lost your joy? You, you try to pump yourself up. You try to power a positive thinking. It just didn't achieve anything. Can, can I say this today? He's not here right now. He was here at the 9 o'clock service. My good friend David him. pastor needs to learn to say no more and yes less. But I had a burden for one of our North American Mission churches. God had blessed us to be able, Brother Israel, we coated the parking lot with a sealer, saved us thousands and thousands of dollars. This church didn't have the resources, but they needed to put a coating on their parking lot. I said, we own the equipment. If you'll buy the material, we'll come down there and put it on there. And I had purchased a new pump for this Coating to go on. If you don't know, I've, I've got a lot of history in the paint business. I, I can break a, a airless sprayer down blindfolded, pressure washer. I can do, but this pump was a little different. See, airless paint sprayers—they're self-priming. They automatically build up pressure. This system was a, a was called an open system, and we spent all day. And, and David Graves, literally, we'd get going, and we'd spray a little bit. It's was like, like a little trickle. Shh. We kept thinking we had a clog. We took every hose, everything apart. We flushed it. We put it back together, worked five minutes, same thing. We did that all day. And a friend of mine came by to check on us. Felt stupid. he came come by and said, have you primed that machine? I was like, what? Well, it, it's self-primed. He said, no, this machine ain't self-primed. He walked over there, unscrewed a little cap on the top. I hadn't even noticed. And he went over. The neighbor donated a gallon of water. They still don't know it, but they donated us a gallon of water. If I want them to know that, I'll tell them, okay? And he got this old paint bucket and filled it with water, and he came over there in that cap, he t- and he poured about half of that gallon of water in there. Do you know what happened? That machine changed. It went from going, eh, to, By priming that pump... We had labored all day, and all we'd gotten was a trickle, and we broke it down and put it together. It was hot. We were miserable. We were mad at the world. And my friend, come and just put water in the right place. We did more in 15 minutes than we had done all day long. Can I tell you what? If you are weary and well-doing, if you're trying to fix your family and ain't getting nowhere, you're trying to fix your finances and you're not getting anywhere, you're trying to fix yourself and you're not getting, can I tell you what? If you allow God to pour in some living water, I'm telling you the joy of the Lord, it'll get you up it'll cause you to walk right and talk right and live right and not just do it cause you got to it's your strength it's what you're resting in it's what gives you hope I don't like what I'm going through but I got the joy if I think not I'm gonna reap the Lord is going to prepare a place for those who put their confidence in him and he's gonna I may be a pauper down here but I got a mansion up there I may not have two nickels to rub together here but the streets are paved with gold. The walls are of jasper and the gates of pearl. I've come to tell somebody, if you'll get that living water, it'll prime your system and you can do more with Him than you'll ever do without Him. It is the joy of the Lord that'll sustain us. But some of us have allowed that to leak down and we're going through the motions and it's another Sunday and if I can endure four songs, an offering, and pastors preaching, I'm on my way to Cracker Barrel or Southern Spoon today. But can I tell you, David made his problem worse by going through the motions. He stayed home when kings were supposed to go to war. And in his idle time, he saw a woman that was not his wife. And through the eyes, he, lust was conceived. And when it was mature, he acted upon it and it became sin. And then he had a man killed to cover it up and lived in denial And God sent a prophet not to destroy him, but to save him from himself. And the prophet said, David, you are the man and David could have had him killed. Aren't you glad that when God sends somebody by, we have a choice but if we choose well, our God is not trying to send a prophet to, to send punishment and wrath on us. Our God sends us a message for us to quicken ourselves, to examine our circumstance. If your joy has waned, if your vessel is half empty, I'm here today to tell you David began to pray in Psalms 51. He said, "Create in me a clean heart." I don't have a clean heart right now because I've done stupid. I've got addicted to things. I've allowed myself to go places I shouldn't go. But you know what? My God, who is able to create everything we see, touch, taste, and feel today, He was able to speak it into existence. And the Lord said, let there be light. And there was light. He created it. Can I tell you today? The same God can speak to you today. And He can say, heart, be clean. Callousness, fall off. Going through the motions, be wrap." Give them a tender heart. Give them a sensitivity to the Spirit. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. And I love this. He said, and renew reconstitute (laughs) add some living water I know the word of God but the word without the spirit kills but you put the word of God and the spirit of God together and there is life there is power there is opportunity for us to be reconstituted rejoice he said David David I've heard your prayer this day I'm going to restore the joy of your salvation do you know why you need that it goes back to our text today John chapter 15 he says I am the vine ye are the branches can I say this today three points real quick if you're gonna have joy it requires connection you may be the best big toe in the history of big toes, but if you get severed from the body, you're going to shrivel up and perish. You might be the sharpest eye in America, but separated from the body, you're be- you're destined for the scrap heap. You might have the best trigger finger in the world, but if that trigger finger gets separated from the body, it's no longer an asset to the body. I'm here to tell you, Jesus says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. You better stay connected to me. If you want to have the joy, you better stay in the sanctuary of God where you can have infusions of inspiration and my joy remaineth that your joy may be full. Secondly to have the joy of God grow in you it requires a response. Caleb if I looked at you and said jump if I said run don't do it if I said spit I said, I said give me all the money in your wallet those are commands Who agrees? Run, shout, spit, give me your money. That's a command. We hear the word joy, and we think, joy to the world the Lord has. And we think in platitudes. That word joy written in this text is is not just a word, it's a command. Your joy, action is required. How would anybody know you got joy if it's not manifest? The Lord is good. Yay. My joy is full. Yay. I was in a Mexican restaurant this week. Y'all know that I'm from Alabama, but my stomach's from Mexico. I I love Mexican food. Spicy. I like everything but menudo. I don't do it. Once, but that was enough. What are you saying, Pastor? I I was in a Mexican restaurant this week. Did y'all know the World Cup's going on? I mean, in the United States, that's not a big deal, but the rest of the world, it's a big deal. And these people are sitting there lifeless, eating their food, just talking. I heard a few chips breaking from time to time. That's about all I heard. And they had flat screens all over it. I hadn't even noticed what was on it. And all of a sudden, a guy in a yellow shirt kicked a little round ball and it went in this net called a goal. And these people that were almost comatose, whoo! What just happened? They had a revelation. That affected their action. And for you to say I realize what I was. And God pulled me out of the pit. God delivered me out of the snare of the fowler. God got me out of the pig pen. And he set me on a sure foundation. He opens windows of heaven and pours out a blessing. His mercies are to say I realize that. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Yay. Woo! It better start affecting you. I'm telling you that living water better rejoice in you. It better resolidify what's I'm I gotta have a revelation. That's why the Bible says leap for joy, shout for joy, clap for joy. I'm talking about actions. I, I wish somebody could hear this today. The Bible says that David went before the ark and danced with all his might. You want to know what brings the blessings and the presence of God in? It's not how quiet you can be. It's the joy that we have in a revelation. Hosanna, Hosanna, King of kings and Lord of lords is in this place. He's coming by here right now. We need to respond. Anybody who ever got a hold of a bad attitude? Besides my kids? Anybody here ever got a hold of a bad attitude? Anybody here ever felt like you had overbearing parents, besides my kids? I know they got their hands up. But you get in your 30s and blessings of the Lord, you live to your 40s, you start to be very appreciative. That your parents did not let you grow up wild, but they cultivated you in a way that you could reach your godly potential. Can I say this today? I used to think if I can get enough joy in my life, it'll help me be grateful. I finally had a revelation. When I get grateful for what I have, joy is the natural byproduct. I just thank the Lord. It doesn't matter who I had a friend of mine tell me this week. They got a sibling. I, I, I remember, David, getting the Sears and Roebuck out and circling maybe something I might want for Christmas. They said, my sibling has a list, and the first three or four thing is three and $400 tennis shoes. They got like 12 things on here, and all of them are several hundred dollars, and they're not asking for one of them. <clears throat> Anybody here ever been around an ungrateful person? Nothing satisfies them. Nothing. It's a black hole. You'll go bankrupt trying to subsidize making them happy. They ain't never going to be happy. Because happiness is not what you get. Happiness is how you think. Instead of wanting $400 tennis shoes, I'm just glad to have two feet. That's what gratitude will do. I'm just glad I got feet. I'm just glad I got shoes on them. I don't care. I don't care if they got a label on them or not. Air nothing. I'm just glad they got leather on them. I, I, anybody here ever wanted a big screen TV? A bunch of liars up in here. Anybody ever wanted a bigger screen? You got a you got a screen, but you want a bigger screen because nothing would make your life complete like 85 inches. Because I can't hardly see that 73 incher. I'm sitting this close, but you know. But if I had an 85-incher, can I tell you, if we could just develop it, I'm just glad I got eyes to see with. Guys, we need to work on our gratitude. Our gratitude affects our attitude. Can I tell you what today? Luke chapter 2 says, the angels came rejoicing, and they said, Good news of great joy, which is to all men, that the Messiah has been born in of Judah of the tribe of date I don't think you're getting it it's great news it's great joy and here's the best part of that is it's for all people well I'm not Jewish and to the Gentile and to the Samaritan and as many as are far whoever I came from a broken home God said you can have joy I struggle with depression. God says you can have joy today. I can't go to the mailbox anymore for all the bills, but you can have joy because joy is not happiness. It's not what I'm going through. It's where I'm going. I'm going to a city whose builder and maker is God. God wants you to know that your joy can be full today. Thank you for listening today. You can reach us at our website, www.tpos.church. To donate, you can use our text to give number at 615-490-9442. Until next time, go with God.